Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. God, it has been a wonderful series thus far. And God, we, we dive in. Would you illuminate your truths? Would you bring out the practical steps of Scripture? And would we understand, hey, God, this, this is what I do. I'm going to follow you as I want to hear your voice. I need your wisdom. I need your direction. I need your insight. God, I need to know how to go about what I need to go about. Father, I pray your blessing over your word. Would we receive it today? In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen, amen. You know, um, sometimes the truth is, family, that I allow busyness to win, and it hinders me from hearing God clearly. So, sometimes we, we get so overtaken by all the responsibilities, all the tasks in front of us, everything that we got to get done this day or this week, and the family and the friends and the responsibilities, and we let it overtake the simplest things of saying, I need to spend alone time with my father. And what happens as you're going about each of those things that you got to get done is that you're guessing about some of the things you're going to do. And you're hoping that it's the right thing and you're believing it's the right thing to do. But you may not be able to say with absolute confidence that's what God would want me to do. I think it's easy to forget some of the practical steps according to God's word. You see, a little over a year ago, I was in San Diego with my family, and we were on vacation and just having a wonderful time. And uh, I, I really struggle with resting and coming to a place of just, just peace. I, I don't get there right away. It takes me some time. It takes me even a couple of days to get there. And we were there. My, my wife will tell you about my struggle. But I, I, was, I was there, and a couple of days in, I'm really just enjoying the quality of time with my family. And then, um, and then it just became, you know what, I'm really enjoying time with God and I'm having these just intimate, secluded moments where I don't have any responsibilities, it's just me and Him. And it was in that moment that God spoke to me so clearly. And it was in that moment, just about a little over a year ago, that, that God began to just illuminate some areas of Scripture that I needed to refocus my life on. I needed to go back to what the Bible said actually about hearing God and nobody else's idea and, 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 and that part is what helped launch part of what we're doing, but it's, it's, it's so important that we look at Scripture and what Scripture says about hearing the voice of God. And so today, we are going to dive into a passage, into a conversation, into a response from a man of God and God himself, and watch this. Now, it's all centered in the book of Habakkuk. Now, hear me. How many of you have heard of the book of Habakkuk? Got a couple of you, all right, nice, nice. It is a very small book in the Bible, but it's very important. Now, I would never want you to get into heaven and run into Mr. Habakkuk and, and, and be like, hey, my pastor never preached about you. How come I don't know about you? Listen, I'm crossing this off my list right now. There's no way you're going to meet him one day and be like, hey, my pastor, no, yes, I did. Yes, I did. And so Habakkuk, he is not like any other prophetic book in the Bible. See, all the other prophetic books, they address the people with the word from God. But Habakkuk's book is a little bit different. You see, it's this conversation between Habakkuk and God. But more, maybe specifically, he has a bunch of questions. And maybe even a little bit more specifically, he has some complaints with God. And he's looking for some answers. He's like, God, I need you to give me the reason why this is happening. And I don't know if you've been there before. 
you've been at that place where you're feeling all the feelings, all the emotions, all the things are going on, and you're like, God, I need to know. I absolutely need to know. God, you cannot, I cannot go forward. I need to know what you would have me know about this situation. God, I, I need to know. And Habakkuk approaches God in this way. And so we're going to look at here, and we're actually going to jump into chapter 2 and look at verses 1 through 3, and I'm going to come back and explain. But this is what it says in chapter 2, verse, verse 1. It says this. This is his response. He says this, I will take my stand at my watch post and station myself on the tower and look out to see what he, he is God, what he will say to me and what I will answer concerning my complaints. Because he's brought this complaint to God. He has some questions, and he says, I need some answers, God. And then he says this, and the Lord answered me, write the vision, make it plain on tablets, so he may run who reads it. For still the vision awaits its appointed time. It hastens to the end. It will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. And again, Habakkuk gets this answer from God. But he's coming from this place. Says, God, you need to answer me. You need to answer me. God, I, I need to know. And he's at this place. Um, and, and, and so what we're going to focus on today is what he does before, he, before God speaks. Because the idea is this, is that we look at the practical steps of Scripture on how God speaks. Sometimes we can't hear his voice. Sometimes there's the busyness of life and it just seems drowned out. But how many of you know if, if, if the Bible just had some the step one, step two, step three, it would make things a whole lot easier? Guess what? It does. It does. And so that's what we're going to pull out today. Are some of these practical steps that if you want to hear God more clearly in your life, follow these steps. And so uh, let me just begin by simply asking you this question. Do you want to hear God speak? Do you, do you want to? Now, now, if you do, say, I want to hear God speak. Online, just type it in. Type it in. Which leads us to our very first point. Number one, I must desire to hear from God. I, 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 I must have desire. Desiring is a big deal. If I don't want to hear from God, I won't. I won't. And there's a huge difference between liking the idea... And, 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 and actually truly desiring to hear from him. Because I could like the idea. Yeah, it would be cool to hear from God. I mean, yeah, why not? I mean, that would be pretty cool. I can imagine I'd feel like, wow, now that's different from coming to the place where say, you know what, I need to hear from God. You know what, I, I, I am in love with the Lord and I need him to lead and guide my life. Being desperate for God, being hungry for God, being on fire for God, being passionate. I won't let anything get in my way. You see what he says in verse 1. We're going to break down verse 1 for quite a bit here. Just, just take a look at verse 1. But verse 1 says this, I will, I will take my stand at my watch post and station myself on the tower. Somebody say, I will. See, I will is indicative that Habakkuk has made a decision. This is what he wants. This is what he desires. This is, this is his actions follow what he has decided in his heart. In other words, he puts himself in position to hear God beginning from his desire. He says, I will 
take my stand. And I'm going to explain this some more, but I want you to get this. True desire is always followed by action. If you truly desire, then you'll do it. If you kind of just like the idea, then you're not going to follow through. If you, if you just say, yes, 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 I'll do it, or yes, I'll give it a try, but it's not really your desire, you won't do it. There won't be any action. It'll be all yes, but it won't be any follow through. right? And so true desire is always followed by action. If your heart's not there, you won't do it. And if for some reason you begin to take steps in that direction, you won't finish. True desire is always followed by action, one way or another. See, many times the issue is that our desire is not really our desire. We, 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 we don't really experience what we hope to. Rather, we experience being stuck. We experience being stagnant. We can't move past that situation. We're, we're with the same area, the same situation, uh, and, and we're just, it's like our feet are glued, cemented, and I, I, can't, I can't grow past this. I want you to look what the psalmist says in Psalms 85, verse 8. It says this, I will listen. Someone say, I will listen. To what God the Lord says. Check this out. He promises peace to his people, his faithful servants, but let them not turn to folly. See, we see his desire and actions. When you know how good God is, when you know how faithful he is, you want to hear God, don't you? When you know that God is good. Not when you know that someone else knows that God is good, but when you know that God is good, when you know that God is faithful, when you've experienced his hand and his provision and his blessing, you want to hear from God. I, I, I want that God in my life. I, I want his presence. I want his love. I want his peace. I want his security because I know how good it is. I know how faithful he is. And when I listen to negative people, when I allow those negative voices in my life, guess what? That, that desire begins to dwindle down. You're letting it chip away at the hope in Christ. You can't listen to the negative. Chip away at your desire for his presence. So you've got to come to the place where say, you know what, I, I want, I absolutely want to hear from God. I want to, I want to, I want it to be clear. God, I want you to know. I want you, I, 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 you just listen, hear me, see me, see my heart, see my desires, see my actions that follow my desires. But God, I want you to know that I want to hear from you. I want to hear from you. So listen, brothers and sisters, I must desire that. I must desire it. The second thing is this, is I must decide to get alone with God. So the first thing is this, i got to desire it. If, if your desire is not there, you're going to miss everything else. Secondly, if you got the desire, you, you must decide to get alone. You, gotta, I, you know what? I have to go and get alone. i got to separate myself and go alone and be alone. You know, one might think that uh, this season of the pandemic has given us plenty of opportunities, become so much easier than normal, but I think we all know that that's not true. There are so many things that are fighting for our time during this pandemic. Isn't that the truth? There's so many different things that are going on, so many different other worries and concerns, and, and, and some of them rightly so, but, but it, it's, it's still missing. We're still missing that I got to get alone. Listen to you. We, we could have been a Christian our whole life. We could have been walking with the Lord for all kinds of years, but what does your alone time with the Lord look like? 
I want you to see something. Back to verse 1. Again, to verse 1, it says this. I will, right? We see the desire and the actions that follow that. And it says this. I will, what? Take my stand at my watch post. He has decided that he's going to do it. He's decided that he's going to take my stand at my watch post and station myself on the tower. You see, this watch post was, was part of the watchtower. Men would stand on the top of the city gate at their post to see if the enemy was coming. Right? They, you, you, you might have seen something in a movie, but they would stand at their post and they're the lookout. They're seeing who's coming. But in this sense, Habakkuk is not looking for the enemy. He is looking for God. He says, I take my stand at the watch post. He climbs into his tower. He gets into his post. And what does he do there? He waits for God. This allowed him to be alone. In his watch post, he would have been all by himself. He would have been all there. He would have been, he would have been standing there. He could have sat there, whatever he did. But he would have been there alone. His desire is that he'll hear God. And so he takes action and he goes to stand at his, his watch post. That's what he does. I'm just going to go get alone. I'm going to go get by myself. Where's that place for you? Where's that place in your life? Maybe you're thinking, you know what? It's just not in my house. It's not around in my family. That's absolutely. Where is that place where it can be you and God? Just, just you and God. How often is it just us and God? On purpose. Someone say on purpose. Online, just type in on purpose. See, getting alone with God is really one of the important keys to hearing from God. That if I can get alone, I can get alone. See, with the busyness of everything going on, of every, 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 everything that we got to tackle, every, everything that's going on, everything that the media's got to say, and you, 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 you cannot, uh, I, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit over here, I'm going to be alone with God, um, but I also watching the media here on my phone, on my tablet, computer, and television, but I'm alone. You cannot have the attention of the media and at the same time be alone with God. You're not going to hear God's voice, and I'm going to be watching the media and hear God at the same time. That's not how it works. I, I I need to be alone. That means everything else is shut out. It's me and him. Does that make sense? I, 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 must, I must get alone. Getting alone with God is really one of the, uh, the important keys to hearing from him. I would say it's even one of the keys to successful Christian living. Because the truth is, walking this out is not easy, but it's worth it. I'm going to say that again. Walking this out is not easy, but it's worth it. One of the best things in life you know, some of the best things in life aren't always easy, but they are worth it. And Jesus modeled this very thing for us. His mission wasn't easy, but it was worth it. My salvation, come on, somebody. Your salvation. Jesus, look what Jesus does, Matthew chapter 5, verse 16. It says this, But Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. Now, why did Jesus do that? Why did Jesus separate himself? Why didn't he just pray with everybody there? And, and he prayed with everybody there. But why is the Bible consistently say this? He did it, and he did it again, and he did it again. Why? And even in this passage, it says, Jesus what? But Jesus often. And this isn't the only time that it says that. It says, Jesus often did that. How often do we do it? See, all of his source, all of his power, all of his being able to get up and tackle the next day happened from that often 
getting away and praying. See, you're waiting to spend more time with God in prayer, but you haven't made a decision to get there. Some of us, yeah, you know, I'd like to get closer to God. I'd like to spend some more time in prayer. You know what, that sounds good. I, you know what, I want that. But unless you make a decision to do it, when is it going to happen? Let's be honest. When is it going to happen? There's all kinds of things that go on your calendar, but when is that one going to happen? When? Only when you decide that it will. Well, I've got all of these responsibilities. Absolutely. When is this going to be one of your responsibilities? When is this going to be one of your priorities? When is this going to be one of the things that, listen, I got all these things, but this is, it's, it's going to happen no matter what. In Matthew chapter 6 and verse 6, Jesus says this, but when you pray, go away by yourself. Shut the door behind you and pray to your father in private. Then your father, who sees everything, will reward you. It's this, it's this coming to this understanding, I've got to be alone. I must be alone with him. And this needs to be a regular practice for us if we want to hear God. Get away by yourself. Make sure that you're not going to have any distractions. Trust me, you can, you can leave this alone for a little while. It'll still be there when you get back. And, and spend time alone. So quickly, I just want to give you these three quick steps. And again, if you're following along, um, all the message notes are there in the church app as always. Um, and, and so just the three quick steps that you're thinking about this is, is the getaway, it's the remove the possibility of distractions, and it's pray. I want you just to kind of get those three quick steps, and we're going to jump into this a little bit further. But I have to have a desire, I must decide, and, and number three, and number three, I wait. I wait. Now, I, I know that you know that I know. Come on, somebody. See, I know that you know that I know that there aren't many people who are great at waiting. If you were just fantastic at waiting, I'd love to know your secrets. Come on, somebody. We like same-day shipping. You know, if we have to, one-day shipping. I'll take one-day shipping. And if we must, uh, two-day shipping. We don't like longer than that. right? We like instant messages. We like microwaves. We like drive-throughs. We like depositing checks from our phones. We like, we like things right now. Waiting? Yeah, we don't like that much. We don't. But the secret is in the waiting. It's because waiting says a whole lot about you and I. Many people give up during the waiting. Oh, my goodness. It's, oh, let me see. Hold on. I prayed that prayer five minutes ago. Doesn't God know I got stuff to do? Come on, God, you're slipping. You're off your game. Right, we, we, we come to this place. We can't wait. And we lose hearing God because in the middle of waiting, we give up because we're impatient. I want you to look back again at verse 1. I told you we're going to look at verse 1 here. So it says, I will, right? I have this desire. Take my stand. I made this decision. I, I, I'm going to go be alone and then station myself. If I station myself, I put myself in position to wait. I, I'm, I'm here. I'm not moving. I'm not pacing. Because in my pacing, I'm going to get impatient. No, I'm going to station myself. Habakkuk stationed himself. 
He has these questions that he must have answers from God. And so he stations himself. Someone say station. Someone say station myself. In other words, I'll wait. Someone say I'll wait. Don't make other plans. Don't make other priorities. I wait. Meaning I ask God to do it his way. And I don't go over to the homie and say, hey, can you hook it up? I want somebody. God, I really need you to come through. Hey, by the way, man, what's up? No, I, I, I wait on God. Listen, there's always my part and God's part. That's, that's absolutely. But I don't try to do my part and try to do God's part. I, 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 need, to, I need to wait and allow God to speak to me. Even if some time passes, I share my heart with the Lord. Listen, Lord, I, I just, it's been some time. I, I, I need to hear from you. Share it again. Pray it again. And wait on him. You know, there's so much profound to Psalms 46.10. But I, I want to read this to you together. And, and, and you've heard it, but it, is, it says, Be still and know that I am God. Sometimes we have so much trouble with this, so much struggle. That if I can just be still, be still. Be still, be still. You're God. I'm not. I'm going to try to stay in my lane and allow you to do what you want to do because the truth is you know what's best for my life. And if there's anyone in this world who wants good things for me, who's, who has my best in mind, it's you. There's not a person on this planet who wants better for me than you, God. So I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust you. And I come to this place where I can be still, where I can trust him. In Psalms chapter 62, verse 5, it says this, Let all that I am wait quietly before God, for my hope is in him. Wait quietly. There's something about that. And if I can wait quietly, how I wait matters. Sometimes I'm waiting, but I'm impatient. Sometimes I'm waiting, but I'm anxious. Sometimes I'm waiting, but I'm, I'm, I'm posting all over social media. Sometimes I'm waiting, but I'm angry. Sometimes I'm waiting, but I'm frustrated. It says, let all that I am wait quietly before God for my hope. My hope is not in how loud my voice is. My hope is not in my hookup. My hope is, is, is not that the government will change them. My hope is in him. Him alone. Amen? My hope is in him. I'm going to allow him to be faithful. I'm going to allow him to prove his promises in my life. If he says it's true, I'm going to allow it to be true in my life. In Psalms 103 and in verse 5, it says this, with all my heart, I am waiting, Lord, for you. I trust your promises. I trust your promises. I trust your promises. I trust your promises. I, I trust your promises. With all my heart, I'm waiting, Lord, for you. I trust your promises. I trust your promises. Someone say, I trust your promises. Waiting is the key to the process. Waiting is key to my growth, key to my development, key to my spiritual health, and key to hearing the voice of God. 
And after I wait, number four, I watch. I watch. Now, this is so important. Someone say, I watch. I want you to see what Habakkuk does. Okay, these, you, you're looking at this. Go, go, to, go to verse 1. Go, go back to the, 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 go to the next verse. It says this, right? I will. He has this desire, and it's followed by this decision, this decision to get alone, and then this decision to wait. And then it says this, and, comma, and, look out to see what he'll say to me. See, what soldiers would do is they would station themselves and they were this outlook. They were this look to see what was coming, to see if the enemy was going to arrive. Habakkuk is communicating. He says, I'm going to wait to see if God is going to speak to me. What will God say to me? See, over the last couple of weeks, we've been looking at the different types of ways that God speaks and so what I'm saying to you this morning is this. Can you now look out over those seven different ways that we talked about? Can you look out and begin to look? Is God saying it? Is he saying it in that way? Is he saying, I'm going to look out for the voice of God in my life. I'm going to be paying attention because now I know what his voice sounds like. Now I know the ways he speaks. So I recognize that voice. I'm, I, 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 I'm no longer little Samuel that's at the place where he's wondering what Eli the priest is saying. Hey, that, that's God's voice. And, 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 and now he knows God's voice. Now he knows what it sounds like. So when something comes out, oh, no, that was not, no, 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 that was not God. Okay, yes, absolutely, that's his voice. And so he says, I look out to see what he will say to me from the top of his watchtower. See, my job is to intentionally expect God to speak. If I don't expect him to speak, I'm, I'm, I'm going to lose it. I, I'm going to miss it. I wait, I watch, I expect God to speak. How many times do we blow it? Because the truth is we just don't expect him to speak. You know, we ask, but we don't really expect a response. We don't believe he'll do it. And when you catch yourself in that moment, because that may happen, because I just want you to be honest. I don't want anybody here to pretend, listen, I would never be in that situation ever. But if it happens, I pray that we continue to grow stronger and stronger in our faith we come to this place. But if it happens, I want you to pray. I want you to pray this prayer, Psalms 119 and verse 18. Pray this, okay? Pray, memorize it and pray it. Open my eyes to see the wonderful truths in your instructions. Because if you take it back all the way to number one of the ways that God speaks, if you take it all the way back to there, back to the word of God, everything else will correct itself. Everything else will work itself out. If you ever come to the place where, listen, I just, you know what, I'm, I'm just struggling in my life. I'm struggling with God. I'm struggling. I love him. He's my savior, but I'm at a place of struggle. Take it all the way back to Psalms 119 and 118. Open my eyes to see the wonderful truths in your instructions. Allow God's word to work it out. Allow, allow the ground to be tilled so that you can begin to hear his voice and get back into step with what you need to do. Pray this over and over again. And the minute you're tempted to doubt, the minute you're tempted to, 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 to just not expect, not have faith, pray this prayer. Wait and watch out because God's gonna show up in your life. He's about to do it. Are you ready? He's about to do it. Are you ready? And to be more clearly, 
When God speaks, number five, this is an important step. I got to record what God says. I, I, I got to write it down. I have to, I have to record it. I got to type it up. I got to write it down. I got to record what it says. Audio record, however that works. I'm going to tell you, family, this has changed my life. Absolutely changed my life. I have a journal that is full of God encounters and powerful and painful moments in my life that God has seen me through. One day, I'm going to let my kids read it. I've written down every time God has said something to me. And see, I believe that what God says to me is absolutely for me in the now. But it's also for the next generation to see that God speaks. That God is real. The day I hand this journal to my kids and they begin to see, wow, look what God spoke to daddy. Look how, look what the situation he was going. Look at the frustrations. Look how he was overwhelmed. Look at his pain. Look at his celebrations. And in that, God spoke. Look at the quiet times that he spent. And this is what God revealed to him. And I pray that, that becomes a legacy. I, I, I pray it becomes a powerful tool in their hands so that their faith is elevated. See, i got to write down what God says to me. When you hear his voice, it is absolutely for you now. But the next generation has got to see. That's why we record it. Do the audio record, type it up, write it down. What will you pass on? What will we forget along the way? So I record it. I want you to look at what God says to Habakkuk. And in verse 2, verse 2, Then the Lord said to me, Write my answer plainly on tablets. Write it down so that a runner can carry the correct message to others. How will anybody run with the fact that God has spoken to you if it's never been written down? How, what effectiveness would the stories, the scriptures of God have, have if they were only being shared by story and, 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 and it was just passed on by messages like that? You ever play the telephone game? What happens? It starts out great. By the end, it's a completely different message. It must be written down. And take it with such, with such, with such joy, with such humility, with such, even in the midst of what you may be going through, that if you hear God's voice, write it down. It's worth it. Write it down. Record it. When God speaks to you, Again, it's for now, but it's also for generations to come. In Psalms 102, verse 18, it says this, Let this be recorded for future generations, so that a people not yet born will praise the Lord. A people not yet born will praise the Lord. What are they going to say about what God spoke to you? Record it, write it down, pass on a legacy. What did God tell you? So I write it down. And number six, and lastly, and worship team, you can join me. Number six is this. I express thanksgiving to God with my worship. I express thanksgiving to God with my worship. See, worship is always one of the best responses you can have. It's indicative of the gratefulness for God showing up in your situation. 
So I worship. I worship with a little more oomph in me. With a, with a little more passion in me. With a little bit more undignified in me. Oh, my God is good. Oh, my God is good. And I'll, I'll tell it to the mountains. I'll shout it from the rooftops. I'm going to let social media know that my God is good. That my God is God. Come on, somebody. And so I express thanksgiving to God with my worship. I let him know, hey, God, you spoke in my life and I'm grateful. God could have chosen to be silent. God could have chosen to turn his face. Who am I? I'm only worthy through Christ Jesus. But if God speaks, celebrate it. Celebrate it that you got your answer. Take the family out to Applebee's or wherever you go. And listen, we're going to celebrate. God spoke to me. Pass on this legacy that if God speaks, we celebrate. If God speaks, we worship. I, I worship. I celebrate. I give him praise. I, I worship his name. I declare his name across all the world. I am unashamed. My God is good. I wonder what it would look like if we had more worshipers that were enthusiastic about the things of God. That if God spoke, I'm going to tell somebody. I'm going to tell somebody. In Habakkuk chapter 3 and in verse 2, it says this, Oh Lord, now I have heard your report and I worship you in awe. Worship God. Worship Him in all circumstances. In Psalms 136 and verse 26, it says this, Give thanks to the God of heaven. For his steadfast love endures forever. In Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 15 it says this. Through him then let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. Through him, through Christ Jesus, then let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise. It's this, it's this worship. It's this sacrifice. It's this, it's this offering to the Lord. The Bible describes it as this like sweet aroma that would be offered up, that would be pleasing, pleasing. And the Lord would receive it. He would receive it. That we worship it. Lord, see here. Examine this area. And hear God with my, with my lips, with my heart, with my worship. I worship you. I praise you. I lift up your name. Oh, you are worthy of all praise. You are God. You are God. There are none before you. You are worthy, God. We bless your name. You are Father. You are Provider. You are Healer. You are the first and the last. There is none before you. My God, my God, my God. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. We just worship you now. Church, would you just join me right where you're at? Just begin to worship the Lord. Begin to lift up his name. Would you stand with me? Let's worship the Lord. Oh, Father, we bless your name. We thank you, God. See, your word has spoken, so we celebrate it. God, your word has spoken, so we, we lift your name. Would your name be like sweet honey on our lips? Oh, we say it again and again and again and again. Oh, hallelujah. At the name, by the name of Christ Jesus. Oh, Father, there's power in your name. 
There is power in your name. There is authority in your name. God, we come against the enemy in your name, God. God, we stand on your word. We stand on your promises. We will wait quietly, expectantly, God, and we'll see you speak, God. God, we look out for your voice. We celebrate your goodness, God. You are worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy. Church, just lift up your voice to the Lord. We praise you, God. We love you, God. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We bless you. We bless you, Father. We give you glory. You are worthy of all the praise, God. We declare it, God, to the highest heaven, Lord. We declare it, God. We declare it in the mighty and precious name of Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit. Oh, have your way, God. Father, we need you, Lord. We need you, God. We desire you, more of you, God. God, would there be a hunger and a thirst inside each and every one of us, Lord. God, would we put aside complacency, Lord, and trust you and seek you and desire you, God. Oh, Father, hear us today. Receive this worship, God. God, hear our voices. Hear our voices, Lord. We worship you. We worship you. We bless your name, Lord. We bless your name. We bless your name. Yes. So to by the power of your Holy Spirit. Oh Father, receive this. A sweet offering, a sweet aroma. All to you, Lord. All to you, Lord.
you are worthy of all praise. A sacrifice of praise and offering to your name, to the name that is above all names, to the King of kings, to the Lord of lords, to the Alpha and the Omega, to the great I Am. I just pray, Father, your blessing over every person in the name of Jesus. God, your healing, your strength, God, your peace, that peace, Lord, that surpasses all understanding, that all worry and concern, God, your peace right now in the name of Jesus. God, I pray your provision, Lord. Work it out. Pray your provision, Father. We love you. God, maybe we're here today and you know what? We need to rededicate our life to the Lord. God, maybe it's been some time. Maybe we've struggled with some areas. Maybe it's been a while. But we just need to come back to the place where we say, you know what? I want to get right with God. I want to be right with God. I need to, I, I want to surrender my life to the Lord. I, I want to ask him to forgive me for whatever it's been, whatever I've done. I just, I want him to be Lord. I want to be Savior. I want to be walking with him hand in hand. And if that's you, without anybody looking, with no, nobody looking around, nobody looking around, but that's you, I just want you to quickly put up your hand. Thank you, I see your hand. Anybody else? Thank you, I see your hands. Thank you, I see your hand. Thank you, I see your hands. Just pray this prayer with me. Father, forgive me. I've done the wrong thing. I've sinned against you. And so today I confess my sin. I don't want to do it anymore. I also confess you with my mouth and my heart that you are Lord and Savior. That Jesus, you died on the cross just for me. And that when I accept you in my heart and confess with my mouth, that you, you are who you say you are, that I too am saved. And so, Father, whether we rededicate our life to you today or it's for the first time, we receive your love, your mercy, and your grace. And we receive the gift of eternal life. Father, bless your house. Strengthen your people. And may we always be a church that you can trust to do the things you've called us to do. We serve you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Just right where you're at, here's the challenge I want you to think about. Practice these steps and get away with God at least twice this week. Now, I know some of you could do more than that. But I, I just want you to think about some steps of getting back to that place. Okay? So make a goal. Twice this week in your calendar. You're going to have absolutely alone time with God and practice these steps, okay? May the Lord bless you. God bless you all. You have a wonderful service, wonderful day.